everybody, it's uh, Robert from Mentors for Mail. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We're in a very special event location at Line Creek Bus Barn in Fayetteville, Georgia. We appreciate these guys allowing us to set up studio. And, of course, I'm joined by co-hosts. Paul Martinez. And Kyle Neal. How are you all? So uh, this, is, this is like a really cool uh, location. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super cool. And uh, we're joined by a very special guest that's uh, joining us in studio, and that's uh, Jacob Watkins. So thanks so much for joining us, brother. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, no worries. And so uh, we want to get into, you know, a lot of the stuff that you're doing currently right now because it's in a very important, uh, you know, thing that you're doing in, in support of veterans. Uh, but I, I'd love to get into more right now. Why, you know, what got you into fishing? Is this something that you started as a, as a young child or, you know, when was it that you really got heavily into fishing like you are right now? Um, it definitely came after the war. I've, I've pretty much fished my whole life, but um, me looking for solutions on giving me a reason to get to the next day, I couldn't find a lot as a combat veteran and I found fishing and there's something about you know, being out on the boat in the middle of the water and you don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder. You know, the only person that's going to walk across that water is Jesus himself to get you. So, you know, you're in good hands. And uh, it's, yeah, very, it's a very calming calming factor to it and being out away from the land and knowing that you, you don't have to look over your shoulder for that little bit period of time. And, you know, if you don't catch fish, it's, it's still fun. And uh, you do catch fish, it makes it even better. It's just a, it's an awesome experience. And I wanted to you know, share it saved my life. It genuinely saved my life from suicide, and I knew that God had a bigger plan for me. So I started taking other veterans fishing. Yeah, and I've helped over 130 veterans so far, probably about 140 something. So I love doing it. No, that's incredible. Nice. Yeah, and and so going back, um, what was it that you did within the military? So what did you do within the army? Because you joined the army. Yes, sir. I, I was an 88 Mike, so I did convoy security. I did 14 months in Afghanistan. I was a Mark 19 gunner. Um, For those who are not familiar with what that really is, so, I mean, most of us think more of just the transportation side of it, but you've got a really unique role. There's usually, what, three um, in a trans in transport and stuff? You've got a front, middle, and rear? So, yes, sir. So we had probably about 8 to 12 gun trucks over probably yeah. 100 vehicle convoys. So you ran a distro platoon? Yes, sir. Yeah, we, okay. we did big, yeah. big convoys. We built Leatherneck in Absolutely. Afghanistan yeah. in 2009 and 10. Yeah. Uh, that was my transportation unit. Um, you know, it was heavy stuff back then. It was it yeah. was very dangerous being on the road. I was a truck driver back in that time in I Afghanistan. So I remember 2009, 2010. Dude, platoons, most engaged platoons in, in any any brigade, in any battalion. Man. We yeah. lost. We definitely lost some good ones on that deployment, and some of them are still here barely. But you know, we all try to stay in touch with each other and support each other. Like this is yeah. my old staff sergeant's hat. He runs a a maintenance company called Uncle Otters. You know, so we nice. try to support each other nice. in any way. But. Love it. It's yeah. I don't think people realize just how dangerous it is running down the road. I mean, that's you're not an infantry MOS or a combat MOS, but I, you see enough of it. You yeah. see. Oh, you see a lot more than you share. I think. Yeah. I mean, and just, we don't stop. You know, if you're in transportation, you're a gunner. You just roll on through. You yeah. let you know the big boys come in. It's got tabs and all that. Take care of it. State you know yeah. locally, but. We just usually, you know, we get in contact, you shoot back and you ride through and you yeah. just get to yeah. where you're going, you know, so. Always a running gunfight. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Luckily, we were the first generation of the MRAPs with a V-hole in them, so oh, if your yeah. truck nice. did get hit, you know. That thing you saved kinda, my life, man. I'm right, saved a lot of people's yeah. lives, trust me. Um, but, you know, we, we now what we want to do is we just want to, when I got out and I struggled forever, I realized there wasn't no real answers that the community or the government gave us. You know, I was getting put in the same boat as guys that did 30 years of no combat. Right. And they're, yep. you know, treating us the same way. And I I got kind of tired of it. So I wanted to start an organization, a nonprofit, 
you know, for combat veterans by combat veterans. And it's super important to me because right. I want to know, like, I want them to know that I know the difference and that we know the difference. Yeah. And if we're not going to get help from anybody else, we can help each other. Yeah. We sure. might not know the right answer right now, but it might not get you to but the next week. But when we get back to it next week, we'll figure it out again. So, so that's another, I, I mean, it's so frustrating. I think I experienced something similar to what you're describing. I got out and they're like, oh, you're a Persian Gulf vet. And I was like, you can't lump me in with yeah. the Gulf guys. Yeah. Right. They did their thing, no problem. But I mean, what was that 160 hour war or something like that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been in firefights that long, man. <laughs> right, right. Maybe not literally, but you know, it's. I think I sat in a turret for about that amount. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Easily. Absolutely. Absolutely. Easily. I mean, you go on a long, you yeah. go on a long haul yeah. in Afghanistan. It's like. Weeks at a time, you're driving I've, I've to get somewhere. We're, not, we're, knocking down, we're not knocking down the Persian Gulf veterans who happen to be listening or anything. No, it's just a very different no, situation from a veteran. But the point is that we have different needs. Yeah, can't you know? be treated the same. And and that we, yeah, right. I mean, we went from saying. like 12 and 14 to 18 month deployments to people doing six and nine month deployments right, right after us. You know, yeah, I took my R and R. It was a quick little two weeks. Matter of fact, got arrested on Taiwan Island during that. Went back, got got back in the fight. You know, so it's a. It's just different. You can, me. I could tell you. Now I talk to you five minutes. I know whether you went there or you didn't. You yeah. know, I've dealt with yeah. it so much, and I deal with it daily with myself. And I'm not perfect. I'm a combat veteran too. Like, I, I don't know the answer sometimes, but I guarantee you, we can figure it out together with all of us together. You know. Well, and maybe there's not an answer. Yeah, there's not. There's a way to keep walking forward. That's Absolutely. Right. Especially if you're arm in arm with your brothers and your sisters. Amen. So. It sounds like you found a really interesting way to do that. And this is just the beginning. We've got two more okay. veterans I'm taking fishing, and we're going to start a new chapter called Operation Trail Therapy, taking guys on overlanding trips and camping trips and motorcycle rides and doing more. We've got uh, our vice president is an active duty TACP guy down in Florida. He's a MLF fisherman. He's going to take over the whole chapter of fishing. Nice. Get that Florida strain in them. They'll be catching way more fish than they can up here. Yeah. And then we'll start the new chapter, taking these guys on, you know, river crossings in the Tacoma and doing everything we can. And once we get that established, we'll start another chapter and helping veterans in other ways. So I think one of the things that get uh, gets missed by a lot of people who get off active duty is that tribe um, kind of mentality, that tribe approach and getting back into that. We, we lose that sense of, you know, connectedness and everything else and a lot of times guys go back into communities maybe that they did or didn't live in previously but they don't know where to it's not like they're going to go down to the vfw and try to find their fellow veterans or anything right well i think that vfw is a little outdated for and that's we will, like we guys. do want to start a new like veteran facility here for combat veterans where you know they can just go have a beer and whatnot and it's the younger generation because it's it's their fault. It's the older generation's fault for letting it slide off and be a not be a thing anymore. And it's the younger generation's fault for letting that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's both of our faults. We just got to figure out a new VFW or a new, you know, place for veterans to go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that camaraderie that we left behind, a lot of these guys, you know, they didn't want to look at that uniform or look at what they did anymore. They wanted right. to leave all that behind. Now, our job now as combat veterans is to put on our new uniform and go serve our boys that can't serve no more we have to serve each other that is our new you know first in last out fight that we have to fight for every day is for the guys that are still here to make sure they're still here my whole mission is to combat the 22 to raise awareness for veteran suicide and to make that number two or zero one day you know if i can help a billion veterans and just one of them says hey man you saved my life 
let's go. I'm about yeah. it, you know. So it's our responsibility to make it happen. I think the biggest challenge, though, for nonprofits today is the uh, donor burnout. And absolutely, it, it's a saturated market. There's a lot of dudes trying to do great things and creating nonprofits. You know, God bless them. But the challenge there is, is that. Um, you have few people who want to then start contributing because they don't know what makes your nonprofit different from over here. And if I give over here, you know, what am I getting back? And, uh, you know, it's all kinds of different things that go on out, on out there. And then, of course, you have some programs who have just earned it for others. Yeah, absolutely. By misusing so. funds. Well, so, and I also think there's a fundamental problem that we tend to isolate, and that's what we're trying to combat mm -hmm. with these programs. So you're in there in isolation, you're losing your buddies or you know they're going through trouble and you're like, well, I gotta do something. And then you're, you have the impetus to start a nonprofit. And if you had a, a different kind of initiative and you got out a little more, you might realize that somebody's probably already doing exactly what you wanna do and you can team up with them and you can right seat ride and you know expand on their mission. Absolutely. And so I always encourage people to do that. They're like, hey, I wanna start this thing for veterans. I'm like, well, look in your community, who's already doing it? If it's not there, then yeah, jump in, or maybe you you still need to jump in, you know, both feet and do it. But very often, you know, I found that I don't need to start my own thing. There's people already out there doing it, and I can help them do it better right. or, or contribute in that way. See, I, I did the same thing when I started because uh, Ken Bearden lives up in Grange, Georgia, awesome veteran. He's been taking guys fishing for years through Veteran Fishing Organization, mm -hmm. but he just takes all veterans, you know, just takes them on a fishing trip, takes them home, and I, I love it. And I loved what he was doing. Right. I wanted to go a little bit beyond that with combat veterans only. Right. Not only do I take them fishing, but they get over a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars with a free fishing gear that they get to keep. I want to go to fishing. Continue, <laughs> to continue their healing process yeah. outside of our organization. We give them the tools they need yeah. to go hop on the water and get away from their their demons, and that's where I wanted to differentiate from everybody else. And on top of that, you know, it's just fishing. We can get most of those sponsored, so we don't need a bunch of money coming in. There's no sense for us to have a million dollars in a bank account. I think maybe we have two or three grand, and that's way too much as it is. Right. You know, we don't need the money part to make our mission happen because we've got great, such great supporters around us and great companies and Lion Creek Brewery making the beer. You know, that, that helps out a ton. So we don't really need it. It is a fault, and, it, you know, COVID did really kind of kill a lot of nonprofits off and it is very hard because everybody's trying to catch up from what they lost in the last few years and they just can't donate it you know even though they want right. to they just can't well and to go back on the brewery just to make sure you know everybody's clear it's not that they're necessarily providing the alcohol it's that what they they donate proceeds from right, the yeah. beer yeah. to Absolutely. go to yeah. the nonprofit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just to yeah so they're raising money for the beer i think okay. it's a dollar from every six pint or pint gets donated to me and camp southern grounds right. so i mean it's a great little program it raises awareness for the 22 and it reminds us, one team, one fight. That's all we got to do is be on the same team, be on the same fight, and we'll be good, you know? Yeah. What, you know, like, um, just to kind of help uh, people understand, when you're out there on the lake, I mean, that's one of the reasons why you found this to be so helpful is that you're, you're in nature. It's quiet. You know, there's nothing else around. It gives you a chance to really calm the you know those spirit down kind of thing and just focus on one thing and if there's one thing that i've heard from a lot of nonprofits helping veterans with post-traumatic stress is finding something to keep them active because but focused activity yeah. mm -hmm. you know is really important uh the the fishing part to me is so important because it's an answer that we don't know we need it's, it's the answer we don't right. know we need. Until you get out there and you do it and you experience it and you have nine hours on the water, then you get home and you realize, man, that did so much for me. And, you know, 
you might not think about it when you're doing it, but the next day and the next day, all you're going to think about is that just eight to nine hours you had. And it's going to do so much for you. And then you know, like, hey, Jake, take me back out fishing again anytime I want to. So you can go once a week if you really wanted to, you know. So yeah. it's just a good healing process. And we don't push, I'll never push any type of man-made medicine from any type of facility that the government offers to our combat veterans. I think it is the worst idea. I've always preached this as my fourth podcast, and I say it every time. And guys, if you're struggling, go find a brother. Y'all go struggle together, but don't take the crap that they give you. Yeah. Like, that's that's causing more veteran suicide than veteran suicide is, so. I think, I think yeah, you have to really proceed with caution when yeah. it comes to pharmaceuticals. Absolutely. 100%. And, and also, like you said, you're out on the water. You, know, you don't realize that you're having, that you're getting therapy. You don't realize that healing is happening and connections are being made. You're just out there focused on your task. There, and there's science behind it, you mm-hmm. know, being on a moving boat, lateral eye movement. You know, there's therapies that mimic stuff like that. So you're getting things that are, there's science behind them, proximity to water. There's science behind just proximity to water and what that can have on mm-hmm. stress effects and things like that. And I think you're 100% right. I've been, I've done, gone the conventional route, you know, with the prescriptions and the, the talk therapy. And it's a big ask to have somebody sit down on a couch with a stranger and bear your soul. And, you know, I've had a, I had a counselor who fell asleep on me. I'm telling her, you know, she's like, what are you so upset about? And I'm like, well, this thing happened overseas. It's a pretty exciting story. I wrote a book about it and she's falling asleep. I'm like, man, I just, it makes, it makes you feel like mm-hmm. a worm. And, and the, the pharmaceuticals, I mean, they have side effects. They can be dangerous. You know, medicine, it, it has its place, but I think you have to really proceed with caution. This, there's not really any side effects to yeah. fishing and hanging out with your buddies. Right. You Maybe know, a sunburn and a buzz or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you might get a sunburn, you know. Yeah. Nothing too bad. You might get your healings hurt, hurt if you get You skunk. might get hooked That's by it. a hooker. Like, yeah. it's about the worst yeah. of it. You know? Exactly, like, exactly. There's something really special about just getting out, letting go, and finding something else to do, but being in the moment while you're doing that. Right. A lot of people don't realize until they get home, and then it's, it's 9 o'clock, and usually used, they're used to every 9 p.m. of the day that they get sad or they get violent or whatever their answer is this makes you not have that at the end of the night they're going to go home they're gonna be like damn this is the first time in three months where i'm not i didn't see the bottom of a bottle tonight i didn't even right. start the bottle tonight you know and that's what the difference i want to be in a veteran's life they can come to my house and if you've got a drinking problem we're not going to drink together we can go do something else if you yep. ain't got a drinking problem you want to come to my house you want to drink i'll drink with you it doesn't matter whatever you want to do i want to do Let's figure it out together. That's the only thing, the only responsibility we have now as combat veterans is the responsibility of our brothers' lives and to continue to make sure that they breathe the next day. When we toast at a bar, we toast to tomorrow. It's all I require. You want to get suicidal on me? Call me tomorrow. Yeah. That's what you need to hear. Call me tomorrow. I don't, don't, don't play with me. Call me tomorrow. You know, so we, we take our shots and we salute to the next day. Not today, not the past, but just making it to tomorrow. So Why? what was that timeline looking like? So you served from... Uh, 2007 to 13. To 13, okay. Yeah, so. Then you deployed 14 months to Afghanistan, 2009, yeah. 2010. Yes. Okay. So that, that was it. And did honor guard and did a bunch of weapons courses. Got, yeah. you know, because it was so boring being a Mike. I didn't want to yeah. watch Windows all the time, so I went and yeah. did other stuff. But um, and I wouldn't change anything, you know. I, I really wanted to, to get back, and I wanted to be a drill sergeant. I want to go yell at kids. I love mm-hmm. it. But, you know, body wasn't what it was when I went overseas. And. You know, you walk a little different after that happens to you. So I just got out, you know, I got out and struggled for a while with the VA. And, you know, now we we have full plans on help all VA benefits, all GI Bill benefits. I went on the use my GI Bill for six years. So it's all it's all there for you to take a grasp of, you know. Why did you decide to focus on mental health? 
because uh, I needed it. Because I was I was going to these VAs and these therapists were comparing what I went through to like a local car crash. Right. And it yeah. was garbage. It was garbage right. advice. It made me worse off. So yeah. I knew that the only way to make real change is to do it myself. And I had a I have a, a wealthy family that backed my nonprofit, started it for me. I mean, I'm a disabled veteran too. I think I wasn't even at you know 40 percent when I started this or something. You know. Yeah. And um, I was bounty hunting and trying to make money on the side and stuff, you know. And but it's it, it's it's so good now than it was because it's so hard to starting off and everything, you know. Once right. you get established, and now I'm able to hand over this chapter and start something new. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, it is, but it is very. But hard you're expanding. To you're not really necessarily starting something new as much as you're keeping the same theme, but just running it through various different modalities. So Love it's outdoors. fishing, right? Yeah. Right. So we're going to do hunting eventually. Yeah. We're going to do like um, possible scuba diving. Now, that was a cool. thing that's been talked cool. about here recently with some people. Um, any, any really thing. I think most nonprofits are allowed to five chapters that you can help doing five different things or something like that. Okay. So we're going to do as many as we can over the next few years. The, we hear break the stigma all the time and we hear like, well, there's no shame in, you know, admitting that you need help and this and that, but it's a pragmatic reality that sometimes you admit something's wrong and, and it costs you something oh, yeah. that you worked very hard for, especially if it's your freedom. I've never quite understood that. I understand impatient is necessary for certain things. Right. Right. But it seems like it's so easy for them to jump to that or they have, you know, the VA police, it's a federal police force and nobody knows. It's a yeah. secret federal police force just for veterans. They have federal authority. They got lights on their cars. They got guns on their hips. Really? So, this is news to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, so you could go and have a, a meeting with a mental health professional and they decide that you were angry, which if I'm not allowed to express emotion in a mental health meeting with a professional then what is it for? And right. they'll call the they'll call the VA police, and the VA police will contact you either mm -hmm. physically or, or by the telephone. And you know that's a terrifying thought. That yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a federal police force out there, and you know I I understand that their intentions may be good. I don't really understand the implementation of them. I don't think they're completely necessary. Mm -hmm. But you know, it should be guys like us getting a call from the VA system that run organizations mm -hmm. within their city or town to go handle that. Yeah. That was my next way. thing. Do you have a point of contact to the Noonan VA? So I do, but I don't ever use it because as soon as you start using them, they start writing everything down, and a lot of these guys don't want that stuff written down. Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of, you know, I work, I have a lot of good police officers and sheriffs that are friends with because I do bail recovery. Mm -hmm. And they're all, I work with the combat veteran side of the police department. So if there is nice. a situation where a cop has to be involved, we get them to take their uniform off and we send them over as a combat veteran, not a cop. And then yeah. let him. And if he has to be a cop, then he's going to have to. But right. we're sending a combat over there first. You know, that's that, that's amazing that you're doing that. I appreciate. I mean, it, man. that's that's huge. Being being tied in with law enforcement so that you can accomplish that. Because I mean, nothing's going to escalate a, a a bad situation than guys with guns knocking on your door in an aggressive manner. Or yeah, and even if you have a warrant, or, say like y'all have a warrant, mm -hmm. you don't want to go to jail, you can't pay your ticket or anything. You call me if you're a combat veteran that has a warrant. We will help you out through our organization, get wow. you off of that, get you in a program to where you can move nice. forward and stay out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, depending on what it is, we don't want nothing, you know, if, if, you, if you dip down too low in that little dirt road, you know, you're going to have to stay there. But right. we're going to try and help you out, you know. So Yeah, you have consequences, right? Absolutely, consequences absolutely. For your actions, yeah. And I only do it once, you know. If yeah. you get yourself in trouble again, you just got to jump the ladder. Right so. Yeah. Well, 
that ma- that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think oftentimes the justice system it can it can snowball. You know, you've got a small oh, yeah. problem becomes a larger problem, and next thing you know, you're you're in Ten the years. system. Yeah, and and that's tough. That's tough coming back from, especially when you had some things on board. That's pretty awesome that you're able to make that kind of network. Absolutely. And the law enforcement is working with you. That's what I've found yeah. when I've had to do interventions is very often law enforcement, if you can find a veteran or you know somebody that, that knows this person, they'll go ahead and handle this with the right kind of approach. Absolutely. And That's our last resource we ever use, and we yeah. rarely ever have had to use it, but it's there. Yeah. You know? I think I mean, you hear the horror stories about guys that, you know, they open up, like, hey, I've got this issue. I think I'm going to kill myself. And next thing you know, a SWAT team is breaking down the door because they want to save them. It's like, dude, dude that's yeah. such a dangerous situation for everybody involved. Right. It's just, it doesn't need to be escalated that way. Absolutely. So. Why do you think that, um, I'm just curious from your perspective, that you feel like the program that you set up really helps with camaraderie and such because uh, you kind of looked around and pointed just, you know, back behind over your shoulder, but you've got mm-hmm. a fairly large network mm-hmm. that, of local veterans that you've tapped into this that are not employed, but they're willing to just give up their free time in order to create that camaraderie. Absolutely. Um, proof's in the pudding. I've done everything that's came out of my mouth, and every word I say is not for my health, it's for others. They know that. So they know that I'm in the field five, six days a week downtown and buying food when I can for combat veterans that are new to the community to say, hey, all you got to do is just show up and hang out with us. Me and the boys going to take care of you. You've got your, your new unit, your new platoon is us. So, you like know, yeah. and, and that's as simple as that. We're, we're just applying the same demand that got demanded of us while we were active. We're just applying it into a civilian lifestyle. So these guys know that I will always be there 24-7, not miss a beat, and I can always depend on them. There's probably one or two people that didn't show up because they got a little drunk last night. But you know, <laughs> it, is, it is a Saturday morning, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, the proof's in the pudding. I've proven time and time over again with these guys on what I'm about and, you know, uh, I tell everybody, suicide ain't waiting on. Nobody at this table, they're not waiting on nobody at that table. It's not waiting on anybody. And, if, and I hope that this podcast can raise more awareness for suicide and, and hit the right ears and, and hit the right hearts that they do want to help us get on our mission. Well, you help brew a beer here that is going to support your own nonprofit like you described and stuff. And that was kind of a fellowship camaraderie opportunity, just doing that function of it. Uh, but even outside of that, I feel like, um, you know, you've had the opportunity now to um, take some of that, that funds that, that are coming in and to apply it in different ways. So it's, it's great having a community like this. Um, you know, a uh, few of the guys got together and they're like, hey, you know, we've got some great organizations. Uh, uh, Zach Brown's Camp Southern Ground. Yeah. Awesome program. Um, they're at more of the, you know, we try to be at the beginning of the rope. My little term is, you know, we're trying to prepare before suicide happens. They're more of the end of the rope type of deal where okay. they need a program. Um, but it's such a blessing and, uh, to have people that step up that own companies like this to make a product to, in support of others. Right. You know, and it's, it's not like it's a million dollars a year. It's, you know, you know, thousand dollars every couple months and it helps out with, you know, gas and big trips and stuff like that. But it's, it's there and it shows these guys cause I don't know anybody that made a beer out of my friends. You know what I'm saying? It just shows, it shows all my boys and it shows each other that we can do anything we put our minds to. And now we've got something with our logo on it that's in every bar and gas station in town, raising awareness for our mission. That's yeah. And that's awesome. You know? Well, that's integration, right? That's the thing that we're looking for after the military. Right. Is integration purpose. into our culture, into our community. I love it. Nice. I, I, when, they talk, 
when they told me about it happening, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm totally on board, you know. <laughs> and it's cool because it was a veteran blend from up north that yeah. was veteran-known, veteran blend. Okay. Um, all the vet, it was made by combat veterans for combat veterans, pretty much, and it was brewed on 9-22-22. So all the way around raising awareness for the 22. I like nice. that. It's cool that all of that came together, and again, you know, what you're it's describing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, again, you, you described all the, the ways in which you help the veterans, and you mentioned it's not about the cash. There are other ways that these nonprofits can find ways to do the service if the focus is primarily to help the veteran as opposed to looking for employment. Yeah, or, or helping. You don't need to help the organization. Just yeah. help the veteran that the organization is helping. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Like you can, I don't have to support you know, any nonprofit for combat veterans at all. Yeah. But I will always support the guys in need that are going to use them. You know, like if you've got a good purpose, I will get behind it. Absolutely. But if it's about your organization, then I'm not going to do anything with you. It needs to be about the veterans and the warriors you're helping. We do a Warrior Wednesday every Wednesday and up at RPM. Every Wednesday, one to close sometimes and we'll have veterans are a restaurant uh, yeah restaurant downtown uh, rpm full service yeah and um once a month now we do it over at my boy tom's house old second you know second bat command sergeant major he's got an awesome setup y'all saw and Mm -hmm. you know we go down the basement have a couple drinks not tom fuller oh no my tom over here oh i got you i got you um but yeah, it's a, uh, you know, like I said, we don't need money. We like, if you want to donate all your old fishing gear, we'll clean it up. We'll oil the reels. We'll fix whatever's fixable and we'll give it to a veteran. Nice. That's all we really need. And this new chapter, we're just going to need gas money. So yeah. to just travel around and go camping with these veterans. That's all we're going to need. You know, it's, it's so simple to be able to give the right help without having it cost anybody tens of thousands of dollars. So what are they set up with? So we get like rod, reel, obviously tackle box. So you get, uh, you gotta get tickets. the tackle back. It's, yeah. it's called yeah. Operation Tackle Box. Yeah. So you gotta get a tackle box. You get a full box. tackle box, about five hundred dollars <laughs> of the gear, all the nice. fishing stuff, line. You get a. Uh, we're favor- we're sponsored by Favorite Fishing Reels, which is like American flag fishing poles. Oh, yeah. cool. And they say uh, "Home in the Free" on it and all that stuff. Right. It's pretty awesome. But you get a spinning rod, a bait caster, brand new, wrapped up, um, hoodies, hats, gift cards, whatever we can give you from our local sponsors and stuff. Then we feed you on the boat. I'll get your favorite drink if you want to drink on the boat. Man. Whatever you want to do. So you know Sounds like a great time. It's Just, all on yeah. private it's all on private land, so we're not interrupted by anything publicly. No DNR, no nothing. There's nothing buddy. There's no one to interrupt our healing process, which is super important to me. I don't want to get out there and have a beer and get in trouble for having a beer in the healing process. Yeah. That's why we go to private land, private ponds, that it's guaranteed these guys catch fish. So Nice. So you so you've You've networked too, so you're taking a veteran that may be at risk, maybe financially is Absolutely. not in the best place, and now he's networked with somebody that knows a landowner. You know, yeah. so you're upgrading their network as well. And absolutely, and like just the, just yesterday or the day before, you know, we're sponsored by Hero Roofing. Mm-hmm. Had a veteran in need, sent him out. They're going to take care of it. You know, so that's wow. just and I mean, we've paid, you know, help with child support. We've helped with um, daycare with veterans. We've paid rent before. Anything you need, like if that's what the money's here for. I don't think any patriot that donates a hundred bucks, as long as it's helping a veteran mm-hmm. in some type of way, is going to be mad about us helping you keep a roof over your head. No, you know what I'm saying. Anything, that, that's why we. That's why I say anything we do, we can do and we will do. I say that to everybody. You know, healing through reeling or healing through willing. That's our like little that. slogan. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. <laughs> I like that. I need a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll have some on our website that you can go All to. Right. So. 
And if anybody's listening to this, you can go to OperationTackleBox.org, get you a T-shirt and a hat, donate some money, help our mission. I don't ask much, but if everybody wants to donate 22 bucks, we'll raise awareness for suicide at the same time. And also, I'm actually giving away a motorcycle right now, custom-built um, Harley-Davidson built by 81 okay. Originals. It's $22 a ticket, up to 22, uh, up to 20 tickets. And all that'll be built, custom painted throughout this whole year. You can go to the thebattlebobber.org and buy tickets right now to win it. Oh, right there. Look, look at these, both of these guys. Are, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, ticket, like I said, tickets are $22 nice. to raise awareness for suicide. And that'll help us fund the new chapter of Helping Veterans this year, Operation Trail Therapy. Now, you got your you got your truck wrapped. Are you still considering doing that the latter part of this year? So, we were thinking about giving away the truck. It's just so much. With the, with the bike, you know, you just give away a bike. With a truck, you got to pay the taxes. You got to give away twenty grand and the truck. Okay. And me, I mean, I own the truck. I got to pay for it every month right now, so it's not paid <laughs> off or anything. So, if Toyota, you know, Toyota USA, if you're listening, step up to the plate, give us some trucks. Um, <laughs> and I've bought five of them in the last year. I'm tired of buying trucks. But if we can get this one paid off, and we'll, we'll fix it up again, and we'll probably will give it away. You know, yeah. Did you day. drive it here today? I did. It's out in the parking lot. Okay. Absolutely. So we'll have to make sure that you guys we'll get a chance a to see it because yeah. it's a nicely wrapped uh, truck. But the bike sounds amazing as well yeah the bike's and, great and we also have a uh, a little miniature pontoon boat that looks just like my truck wrapped everything okay. and nice. i'm thinking about raffling it off as well more than likely probably gonna do and we'll probably do a hundred dollar ticket on it you know what i'm saying do 200 tickets raise 20 grand just for the mission for this next year my vice president already has a big boy boat and he don't need no little miniature pontoon we all, we, we really just built it for wheelchair veterans yeah okay it's all hand accessible trolling motor you know it's all for you know, a disabled veteran to be able to use. But just follow our Facebook, follow our Instagram, and keep up to date with everything. We're, we're, I'm sure this is the beginning of a lot of things. So I don't know if you're aware, and we'll talk more to Matt about it when he comes in to talk about One Team, One Fight uh, Brewing that you guys did here at Lion Creek. But um, the grains that were purchased to um, make the beer actually come from a company who's supporting Hunter 7 Foundation, which is a nice organization that we really uh, appreciate, who uh, does more research around helping veterans with um, health issues related to their combat. So what was the Agent Orange, you know, back in Vietnam is the burn pits today. Right. And, and there was many other chemicals and everything else that you've been, you know, subjected to uh, over our military career that we just weren't really paying attention to, as well as our barracks currently right now and housing and all of those types of things that people don't understand um, what we're exposing our, our active duty to, their families, and, and you know, and veterans are now having to suffer through that. So they're bringing true medical awareness to not only the veteran community, but also into Congress to try to help pass laws and um, get things put into place where benefits can be available to uh, these veterans. Um, some of that's already taken place. So there's a double whammy by um, something that was done here locally and just brewing a beer and helping local nonprofits as much as it was doing something that's more national and helping yeah. promote. It's a, it that's was beautiful. a really great cause. Yeah. I just didn't know if you were aware of that part. I have heard a little bit about it. Um, you know, it's a little bit above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a smile on my face, happy that we have a beer with our logo on it. So, uh, But I, I love that. And yeah. um, if, if this beer can go in every direction and help a, uh, help a veteran, North, South, East, West, and why not have it there? You know, as soon as it starts yeah. being in a, as soon as it starts being a headache, then you know, 
we won't do it anymore. Right. And as long as it's helping veterans, like I said a minute ago, as long as it's helping our combat veterans, I'm about it. If it's not, I'm stepping away. It's as simple as that. I don't care what I lose or what I gain. Our veterans come first. Yeah. yeah. Jacob, maybe one more time uh, describe um, how they can get a contact or find out more. Realizing that, again, social media like Instagram and stuff like that, you may not have a lot out there of actual activity because you're trying to keep the private side of the individual, you know, and, and right. honor that sp uh, spirit of it. So if they go out there and they don't see as many followers or they don't see as many photos and stuff like follow you anyway because it's more about the mission and what you're doing as opposed to the, the photos and the opportunity, yeah. you know. And that's why we try to update stuff every week. We do, you know, you'll see us in the community working with veterans. You'll see us with the boys hanging out or, you know, we just did the Gold Star family. We gave over 3,400 cash, over 2,500 toys to them. We just did that last minute. It took us about a week and a half to be able to do that for the family. So we do a lot in the field. Um, but like I said, you know, over 60% of our veterans we help don't need to get posted. They don't need to show that right. they had help. And the guys that are here, like you said, and they support me because they see that. Yeah. They yeah. see that behind the scenes. And it is important. But if you want to follow us or get in contact with me, if you're a combat veteran, you don't have anybody to talk to, you can talk my ear off until I don't have an ear left. So reach out. It's Operation Tackle Box on Facebook. And it's OperationTackleBox.org is our website. And then Operation underscore Tackle underscore Box is our Instagram. And then, like I said again, the Battle Bobber will be thebattlebobber.org. But all those ways, you can contact me through Keep Stay In Touch on the website. Just scroll down the bottom, stay in touch. I get that directly to my phone, and you'll, you deal with me. A big thing about my company is call the president. I'm the president, founder, CEO. I answer the phone. You deal with me directly through my nonprofit. You're not going to get no secretary or no, no help. You're going to talk to me directly. We will figure it out within that phone call and then move forward with a task at hand. Jacob, man, I really appreciate you coming in, sharing Absolutely, your journey, man. talking Look, more about it. Uh, help a brother out, help another uh, brother sister out uh, through this program and nonprofit that we're, we've just been talking about. And uh, again, once again, appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, and thank you guys. And you know, combat veterans first, always, forever. One yeah. team, one fight. <laughs>